You're listening to the two dumb users. There's two footballs on the field. Hey, y'all. Uh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. It's 233, episode 233. How you doing, man? Oh, I am doing great. Great. I'm just pumped and jazzed, man. Whew, pumped and jazzed. As you can see, everybody, we're doing a little experimenting, something a little different today. You'll notice that I am not besides Mike. I am actually, I'm underneath Mike. And uh, this yeah. is a little bit different. It's going to be different. Um, to see it's going to be different to do however here, nonetheless here. i can put you up top there you go that feel better, feel um, better? kind of feel afraid better? of heights but yeah you know what yes yes this this will work <laughs> there you go i figured you would like it right there i am the anchor of the show i am the broad one the whole i am holding up <laughs> yeah we need your shoulders down there in my broad my broad shoulders and my left one that can't lift five pounds i got us boys <laughs> <laughs> but we are we are set we're back mike it's been a, a pretty big weekend as far as sports goes yes um go ahead and talk for a minute i just gotta try to figure something out real quick on my end i fucked something up on my screen no, that doesn't surprise me but yes man this was a huge week in sports man this huge weekend it oh divisional round I, oh god it like the games kind of went how i thought they would go up until that last one against Dallas, I did not see that game going the way it did. I'm sure we will get into that later, but this this divisional round was great. Um, Penguins lost another one again. You know, it's, it's typical sports world, man. Um, I, I think a lot of people now are kind of happy Matt Canada might be calling our plays after what we saw in that Dallas game. Little little foreshadow what we're going to be talking about. Um, God, this, how can you not love this time of year? You know, I know the Steelers aren't into it. I know someone on the show is kind of, kind of flaking out on me about the excitement of the of the NFL playoffs. You know, someone's someone's a little uh, sad yeah. You know, I, I, I I'm kind of sad. I, yeah, it's it's bittersweet. <laughs> it's it's football playoffs. It's the best time of the year to watch football teams are playing at their best. You get the final teams. I mean, we are down to four final four, Mike, and then there were yes. four. We're here. Uh, like I said, you're excited because it's the best football of the year, and it's supposedly uh -huh. you know, the best teams going at it, try to win the championship. But on the other hand, when your team's not in it, it, it does kind of give you a, a bittersweet feeling. Yeah. Because you'd like to see your team in there and have a chance and uh, be able to defend themselves. Um, but you know what? When they don't make it, they can't do that. But we will. We'll talk a bunch of football today. We have... Um, we have, like Mike said, divisional round just went through. I am three for four for my midseason picks. The team that did screw me this weekend, of course, would be the Cincinnati Bengals. They took out the Buffalo yes. Bills, who would have been my fourth team that I had made my prediction. But you know what? Three out of four ain't bad. Um, Mike, let's do a little hockey first, and then we'll get back into football. Yes. The, yeah, we did yeah. play a game yesterday. The Pittsburgh Penguins played. Uh, they went to New Jersey and played Jersey the Devils. Devils. The Devils are obviously a pretty good team. We went up there. We, we tied it up. It was tied up. Went to overtime. We lost in overtime 2-1. to one. Uh, Sidney yes. Crosby scored the only goal, which was 539 career goal <laughs> regular like, season. For someone, for someone who's not a goal scorer, that's and not goals. his repartee. He's a playmaker. And, my God, he just keeps racking them up. And by having his 539th career goal yesterday, that puts him, that passes him ahead of Keith to Chuck for possess, sole possession of 33rd place overall. 33rd place overall. Not, not bad. Not bad for a little kid. For that little guy. That little grinder. The best grinder in NHL history. And if you are, if you're digging your hockey and you're really into it and you love watching the Penguins and you want to see him get back on track tomorrow night, they go to Florida to play the Panthers. That's at 7 o'clock. Mike, what I see, what I'm seeing now... The, the games are kind of getting a little closer or they're winning or they're going to overtime and losing mm -hmm. ever since. I don't know who started the other day, but I do notice, did notice the one game, two games that Jari played since he's been back. Yeah. He, that's, you know what? He's a damn good goalie. You think having him back healthy, playing more uh, consistently, you think that's going to help our chances a little bit down the stretch? Yeah. Yeah. Cause so like when they take those chances that they probably shouldn't, um, you, you have a better success rate with him back there being able to stop a two on one or stop a breakaway than, than DeSmith. And that's no knocking against DeSmith. He's, he's a backup goalie, whereas Jari is one of the 
better goalies in the league. I throw him in the top 10 goalies in the league. And he, you know, he's developed into that steady goalie to where you can rely on him to where you're more comfortable taking those chances. Now, do the Penguins need to get better at picking those chances? Yes, yes, they do. Because you can't continually to rely on your goalie to bail you out. You know, you it, even if you had like Patrick Waugh, Dominic Hoshik, Martin Brodeur back there, you leave a goalie out to dry too many times. It's going to come back to bite you. And that's what the Penguins seem to do with their goalies. They just leave them hang, hang to dry sometimes because they think they can, you know, score at will. And this team's showing this year they really can't score at will. And they, if they play smart, tight hockey games, they can compete. I was watching some of the games when they were down low cycling. It was like I was having flashbacks to those cup runs of like, this is what you need to do. And they can do it. It's just like they're not, they, they just don't, oh, commit to it they're not like i don't know it seems like this team has like a lack of of commit to whatever they want to do to do the right things you know like they lost in overtime they they had the game winning goal but guess what too many men on the ice this is the seventh time they've had too many men yes on the ice. yes this is the basic of hockey too many men line changes they've had seven to me that's like a lack of focus a lack of discipline and you don't you shouldn't this group that's been together for a long time, a lot of veterans on this team, you should not have those penalties. Yeah, you're right, Mike. You shouldn't. That's shouldn't a little be frustrating. A, you know, at the end of the game, it shouldn't come down to having too many men on the ice. Um, like I said, ultimately we lose the devils. Also, Mike, from the other night after they played Ottawa, I believe it was, Jake Gensel with his uh with his goal, he becomes the eighth. He becomes the eighth penguin in history to record six 20 goal seasons Whew. six 20 goal seasons only behind Sidney crosby with 15 then getting malkin 13 lemieux 12 yarder 11 kehoe 9 um provenvost 9 and ron francis with six so he joins a pretty elite group here it's <laughs> a very very illustrious group that he he has joined and he's been there about what six, seven seasons, maybe. I mean, the kid's still young. I, he came during during the um, during the run, didn't he? During yeah, the the, uh, the second cup run, uh, Gensel came in. Um, he came up like he was like that call up. You're like, oh, what's this kid going to do? First shift, first game, first shot, goal. Okay, okay, Mario. <laughs> yeah, you know he was going to be special, and he just kept racking up the goals, man, and keeps racking them up, keeps racking them up. He's an old man now; he's twenty eight years old, but he still looks like he's seventeen out there. Yeah, that's what I see him. I always, I, just, I just think he's a young kid, you know, just because of how he looks. And yeah, uh, but he certainly brought it. He's been one of them guys that has been able to mm-hmm. bring it ever since he came in the league. And you, you know, you yeah. you love that. You don't know if that's just a product yeah. of being on the ice with these other, you know, some of these other guys, or you know, if the kid really has it. I, I he really he, has it. He has like, it. And, he has uh, it. Like when Crosby's not there, you he's still putting up points. Yeah. In goals. He, he he's one of the better goal scorers in the game. He's gonna get you 20 goals a year, at least 20 to 30. Yeah, and he's done nothing less than that so far. So I mean, yeah. you know, there's nothing to the point otherwise. Mm-hmm. What what is up? What is up? Good morning, P. How you doing this morning, sir? Um, Mike, we also have from over the weekend a game that we should have won, a game that the Pit Panthers should have won at the Pete this weekend. Yes. Uh, Florida State comes to town. The zoo was intact. Everyone was loud. I don't know what the hell is going on. This team, they they one week they look like they're one of the best teams, yep. and then the next week they look like they're one of the worst teams. I just don't know what team that that Pitt is. Uh, will the real Pitt Panthers please stand up? Because you know what, you lose seventy one to sixty four <laughs> to this team, this Florida State team, who's uh, seven and thirteen overall. Mike seven and thirteen overall, five and four in the conference. And that drops Pitt to thirteen and seven overall, and six and three in the conference, which is important, which is big, heading mm-hmm. towards March. So these Pitt, uh, Pitt Panthers, they have to get back on track, Mike. They go. Uh, Wake Forest is coming to town on Wednesday. Wake Forest is also mm-hmm. sitting at six and three in the conference and fourteen and six overall, which is one game better than Pitt. So this should, in theory, be a good game. If the Pitt Panthers win this, that's a good start for them to keep, you know, to continue moving forward. It looks like they have roughly 10 games, 10 games on the schedule. Most of them look winnable, but again, we just lose to Florida State, and that makes you second-guess things and, and wonder how things are going to turn out. But um, again, tomorrow, or Wednesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday, everybody, check out the Pitt Panthers at the Pete against West Virginia, or Wake Forest, sorry, Wake Forest. <laughs> I, this is just like a team that, you know, it feels like they're the team that's on the rise, so they're going to have those inconsistencies. Yeah, they're going to beat that team that they they 
shouldn't, and then they're going to lose to a team that they should. Uh, it, I hate I hate to say, but it's like that team. Like next year, look out for them. Whereas this year, man, they're building on they're building yeah. they're laying that foundation. Like they're dangerous. Like, they're, like, they're, they like, can I didn't it. see this coming because my God, I, I follow them at a distance. I keep keep up on Ugh. them. They are like terrible, 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 terrible. And then this year, it, it seems like it's a re- revelation of how good this team can be. Like, like you said, man, they're getting the pieces in place. They've had some yeah. good wins and then losses. Like, uh, it's like a, like a, a team that's learning how to win. I hate, I hate that cliche, but it is a cliche. You have to learn how to like close out those games and beat the teams that you should. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to know how to do it, and it's two to actually go out and do it. Do it, yeah. Uh, the Penguin. I'm sorry, the Pit Panthers. You know, like I said, Mike, they they do they they have some winnable games, and and I don't know which team. It's it's you're gonna get. One of two teams. You're going to get a good team that comes out and, and plays a great game and upsets one of the better teams in the conference, uh-huh. or you're going to get a team that loses to one of the lower teams in the conference. I don't understand that. I don't get that. But you know what? It seems yeah. to be a, a thing, a theme in Pittsburgh with our sports. We tend to do that. They play down to their opponents. That happens with the Steelers. It happens with the Penguins. Maybe it happens all around. We just see it more. Yeah, just, we're we're so we used to it. We're, we're so jaded to when it comes to, to like our teams losing to someone that they should be. It's like, eh, all right, it yeah. happens. Um, I got to do want to switch over to the gridiron. However, while I'm while I'm in Oakland, I'm going to stop here at uh, to pit football, the pit football team uh, this year. Mike, so far, the transfer portal has been pretty good to the pit Panthers. They've had some pretty good additions so far additions so far. Yeah. Uh, number one being the four uh, star quarterback, Phil Yurkovic from Boston College, originally from the Pine Ridge area here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. making it back home. Uh, secondly, the uh, four star floor running back. Out of Florida, Donovan McMillian, McMillan, third uh, LSU running back, Devin Davis, four-star running back um, from Penn State. From Penn State, we get a quarterback, Mike Christian Valano. Yes, Christian yeah, Valano. yeah, because um, he, he, yeah, he wasn't going to start because Penn State uh, Jewelar is going to be the locked-on starter for the next couple years. So we pull him over, uh, a punter from Elon, a place I've never heard of. Um, Elon, a three-star punter, Jeff Yerk. <laughs> and then finally, Mike, the uh, the receiver that we just got at the end of last week here, uh, Dejon Reynolds, a wide receiver, uh, four-star wide receiver out of Florida. So I do – I'm digging this. I'm digging this mm-hmm. um, portal. A lot of cool things going on. You know what? The guys that we lost, they weren't really devastating. I was okay with losing them. Um, Vincent Davis, a couple other guys like that, because you're bringing in some new talent. And you know what? Yeah. Maybe these guys we're bringing in might be just as good or better. Yeah, so. This is why I, I like the transfer portal. It's like you're getting guys that are buried on depth charts a chance to play, a yeah. chance to compete. Because, you know, like running back from LSU, you're, you're going to have LSU's recruit four or five star players at every position. So, okay, you eventually get buried down the depth, depth chart. You come in, they say, oh, you're going to start. But guess what? Next year, they're recruiting someone else that you're going to have to right. compete with. You have like four guys to compete with. Then, okay, hey, I can come to Pitt and showcase my talents to better my better myself for the future and i like it i like it i tell you what pit uh yeah yes absolutely man i, I it's a dog eat dog industry you know mm-hmm. that you don't get to the top of the food chain in sports unless you yeah. are the best so it would suck to be in that position you come yeah. in you're sitting there at a four star they say you know what we're going to look for a guy next year to play the position mm-hmm. that you're actually playing for this year yeah you know so it is it's a dog eat dog industry and, and the best of the best move on i you know it's yeah. it's unfortunate like if- maybe Maybe we could have other sub leagues one day, like the SFXL or the XFL, the SFL, yeah. you know, something like that to get these play guys playing and, you know, maybe kind of give them some kind of paycheck because when it is what you do and you do what you do and you're good at it, it sucks that you can't yeah. have a, a career yeah. in that in, you know, the major sports. Yeah, uh, so like I, 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 would, I would support that entirely. The you only can, problem is, can... is trying to get people to follow and, and, and keep yeah. the uh, companies afloat. That seems to be the big problem. But um, I, I, I think these guys should be able to continue their careers. I do too. It, you know, every other sports league has like a minor league. Uh, the NFL should have it too. This to help, you know, the injuries that that they get that that you sustain, and you have to pull people off the practice squad, and then you have to fill that in. So having another feeder system would be good. I, I don't. I just don't understand why they wouldn't invest that money into it. But it is what it is. I like it. I like it, uh, Mike. I like the idea. Like I said, you do have the XFL coming up after this season. You also have, uh, what is it, the USFL, mm-hmm. the other league with the Pittsburgh Maulers, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there are there are other other 
outlets. But like I said, you know, I mean, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get NFL money. Only the no. best of the best of the best, which is any job that's out there in any in, in any field. But uh, you know what? I, I continue to support these guys the whole way through. Let me get caught up on P here. Let's see. P2, I'm an, an NC State fan. We consistently <laughs> suck. You know what, P? I have to go to it, class, baby. That's what happens at those Those are the worst schools. teams. Yeah. Those are the worst teams, the ones where the kids are actually good kids. And Ooh, Now, this I would like to see. Relegation in American sports, how they have it over in, like, over in Europe, where like the bottom three drop down and the top three of the next tier move up. I I would love something like that. That would be interesting. Especially like, oh yeah, and football would work perfect because they don't have a minor league system. And this would be like a whole separate league that's tied together with the NFL, like the American football, they call it the American football league or whatever. And just have them bottom three drop out, top three move in. Uh, that would have be your, fun to watch. Have your XFL teams, like the three best teams, play your USFL teams and see who the best well, three is. Well, then, yeah, then you would have like the up. USFL would be like the third league and they would move up. XFLs would move right. down. So you could have like a team that that's consistently bad, like the Lions for the longest time before they started to turn it around. They could be all the way down in the bottom of the dregs of the USFL. You know, speaking of the Lions, I have a soft spot, spot in my heart for the Lions, and I, I don't even know why I shouldn't. But uh, I, I was looking at the teams and how you know who who won who won Super Bowls, who didn't win Super Bowls, how many yeah. teams Super Bowls or how you know how many Super Bowls teams won. The Lions, Mike, are the remaining only remaining team that wasn't from the expansion teams because it's the Browns yeah. who was an expansion in '99. It was the Jacksonville Jaguars who's from '94. The Houston Texans, I can't remember. I want to say '97, but the Detroit Lions, Mike. They are that one team that's not an expansion team that you can you wouldn't even be able to consider an expansion team that has yeah. never ever ever seen a Super Bowl out of those four teams of the four remaining that never seen a Super Bowl. They are basically the the last. Um, you, you would have yeah. to consider the Detroit Lions the worst team ever if you if you think about it because yeah, one of the worst franchises ever. Yeah. Like I said, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for them. I really learned a lot about them during the 05 season when we went up to uh, up to Detroit to play Super Bowl at Ford Field. Mm-hmm. You learned a lot about them, learned a lot about the fans, the people, and how they're very, very similar to the people in Western Pennsylvania. And all they want is a team. All they want is a football team that competes. Yeah. And, and they, too, kind of followed the Steelers as a secondary team because of, I, I guess, things are so similar <laughs> to the people up there. Um, so I do, I, you know, I, I learned a lot of things about Detroit and – I do yeah. think that uh, what's up? <laughs> they they might actually update their uniforms after sixty years. You know, not that many. <laughs> I tell well, you what, though, when they pull out their throwback unis, I think they're some of the. I I like them. Like, they're just that's plain. Solid. They're just blue and just gray helmets. I, I I like it when they th- every once in a while throw in those throwbacks. I don't like the old Seahawks. Remember the Seahawks and the AFC yeah. uh, West. Yeah. Um, but though that that Mike. There you have it. Detroit could possibly be the worst team ever. I would have said the Browns, but you know what? Like I said, they've only been around since 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you have it. There's your Lions. There's the Lions, Mike. Hopefully, maybe next year they can make a better run, get into the playoffs, and try to make something happen, huh? Yeah, that would actually be fun to watch. I want to see that coach in a playoff game. That dude would, like, stroke out on the sidelines. He'd be so excited. I like his red nose. <laughs> <laughs> No, he gets fired up for the game. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, real quick before we <laughs> hop into football wholeheartedly, I have not, Mike, I have not. I want to repeat, I have not found my pen from Friday. <laughs> I thought maybe it would it would show up Ooh. over the weekend. Maybe somebody would get the message somewhere down the line and, and make make sure they seen they got back to my desk <laughs> here. There, Mike, there is not. There is not a Friday pen yet on my desk. I, I guarantee, I bet the teacher is using the F off its Friday pen. <laughs> every time a kid walks asks a question she just holds the pen up yeah <laughs> look at the pen kids look at the pen it's friday yes and i would endorse that also mike uh, we have picks we have to go over today we're gonna talk playoffs we're gonna talk picks we uh had we had a little tie a little tie with our picks this weekend yes yes we did we'll get to that in just one moment i just do want to talk about a couple things black and gold before we continue right. um mike as i told you yesterday off the air we were talking a little bit there was uh espn espn chose their top 100 players in the nfl mm-hmm. 
And we had three. We had three Pittsburgh Steelers that landed on that list, Mike. Number 30. Number 30 would be Minka Fitzpatrick. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. My man was a rock all year long. Number 87, Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith, Mike. What do you think about him at, sitting at 87? I don't mind it based on production, but I, I just wonder how well um, how well, how well does he perform if TJ Watt's not there all year? We saw when Watt was gone, he really only had a, like a couple sacks. No he, real he became big really plays. average. He became very pedestrian without yeah. TJ Watt. Absolutely. And then finally, Mike, the third stealer that made the ESPN's top 100 player list for this season is <clears throat> the very next spot behind number 87. Uh, Alex Highsmith is number 88. Everybody's favorite, Cam Hayward. I, if you're just looking at stat lines, well-deserved. If you look at overall play throughout the year, not deserved at all. He was very, very hit or miss. There are games where he would disappear and you would not, you not see him at all. Like, what are you doing? Where's Cam? Did Cam play at all today? And you'd see nothing. And then TJ Watt comes back those final few games and Watt gets his, or uh, Cam gets his production back. So he's very hit or miss. Yeah, but I agree. looking at stat line, looking at stat line, well deserved at the whole thing from start to finish. Eh, eh. Yeah, I, I think if he would drop 12 spots, 13 spots, and fall out of the uh, top 100, I would be fine with that. However, it's always <laughs> nice to see your guys in there. You got three, yeah, it is three out of 100. So, uh, no Hines Ward, no Troy. Put up um, P1, P1 real quick. You know what that those were? Those were our heydays. Hey, you're, you're back great. in the day when we were winning. You were right around our age. This this is our 70s team. Our parents that uh, told us about the 70s teams and, and got to see all that. That was our 70s generation of players. And you know what? That will probably you know continue to be my favorite group of players for the rest of my life. I'm here in my mid-40s. And Hines and Troy mm-hmm. and Ben and you know the whole squad. Bussy, Jerome. I mean, everybody on that team will, you know, how can you not? How can you not love them, especially being from our generation, you know? Do love them. Mike also, uh, head coach Mike Tomlin, yesterday, it was seven, uh, since 2007. Yes. Yesterday's 2007 was the anniversary of the hire of Mike Tomlin. I Here love we it. are, Mike 2023. Coach T's still in a spot. Coach T, he, he has records, he hasn't had losing seasons. Despite all the, you know, the over the years with the fans, mm-hmm. everybody wanting his head, this guy still continues to keep moving on. And you know what? He, he's not he's not coaching bad. He's not coaching poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, things just have to get better. And you know, and, and it's it's a big difference. It's a big difference from what oh, goes yeah. on in other cities. Um, you know, but he does. We have to figure out a way to continue to move forward next season, Mike. But it's been so far has been a good run with Tom. And like I said, you know what I think it is. I think when. Um, you know, I, I don't even know if I want to get into this. Yeah, let, no, let's move on. Um, I was just going to say the horrible team that Chuck Knoll uh, inherited and then Chuck Knoll's horrible end of his career that Bill Cowher inherited. And I think I think my, my positioning, Mike, I think that that's why I kind of always had issue with Tomlin. And it's not because it's his fault. It's because he just kind of had a better situation. And I know the last season that Cowher had before he retired was an 8-8, eight and eight, something like that, and he didn't make the playoffs. But this was a pretty nice team that was built. And I and I, I really did some soul-searching the other day. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not even I'm not even uh, ready to debate this. I'm just saying that I think that that's what it was. And now that, like I said, it's really, really feeling like Tomlin's team. He's rebuilding. He's bringing I, – I just I, – I like him more now. And like I said, Mike, it's nothing that he's ever done wrong. The guy has never yeah. done anything wrong. It just kind of seemed like it was the situation, the way that, that it played and went out. And I think a lot of people might be hung on that as well. And they, they just don't realize it because I never really realized what it was either. Yeah. But uh, you, you almost wanted to see him kind of fight from the bottom up like the other guys did and in, improve in, in himself in a sense. But, uh, you know, like I said, that's not that's that's way out of his control. He's doing yeah. what he's supposed to do and, and he's doing amazing. So I do love Coach T. It would have to be something terrible would have to go on in this in this organization. Oh, yeah. Where, it would change my mind. Uh, P. Pittsburgh yeah, I, I agree. I would want. They hate firing people. That's true, P. The um, in the period of time where we had these three coaches, there's been five, five popes, five popes, P. Five different popes, which are usually very long held positions. Is why I bring this up. 
uh, I just always thought that was pretty interesting. We have less five coaches. Five, yeah, they've had more popes and more horse scandals than the Steelers. Well, yeah, I mean, you the... know, people want to say Pittsburgh football is a religion. And, you know, I'm not a religious guy, but if I'd have to pick one or the other, I'd take the one that only had three guys and zero scandals, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And if you go downtown and you're in the North Shore on any given Sunday during football uh, season, you will find uh, Steeler Jesus. Steeler Jesus does hang out down there. So <laughs> Tomlin does have more Super Bowls than Detroit. Yeah. Everybody has more Super Bowls than Detroit. And the Texans, the same amount as the Jets, you know? Coach T got well, it got, going on. Yeah, he got the same. Yeah, the Jets. Uh, Mike, also, what else? What else do we want to talk about today? Uh, oh. Greg Cassell. Greg Cassell uh, said that George Pickens was overall the best receiving prospect in this draft class. Mike, what do you think? Do you think that um, – just think of all your receivers in this, this year's draft. Where does Pickens sit with you? Um, ooh, Production-wise, he's not up there. That, that's out of his control but right. i feel like talent wise oh yeah coming into the draft you know people were saying like if it wasn't for injuries that that injury that he had and they were like you know pickens has like off the field issues which i don't know what they are he's weird and eccentric like every other wide receiver he would have been taken he would have been one of the first if if not the first receiver taken off the board if he was healthy you know he he had Everyone was saying, like, this is the guy. Then he got hurt, and he just got pushed down the draft board. So, yeah, I agree with that statement. I'm pretty happy we got him, Mike. I really am. Uh, oh, George me Pickett too. You, you can huge... see it there. He, yeah, he, he, and he's a guy who wants to play football and wants to win. And, you know, I'll take that. Guy's fiery. I'll take it. I tell you what, we were talking yesterday as well about the Philadelphia Eagles, how they're going to get a top 10 pick. Yes. <laughs> when they could actually be the Super Bowl winning team. I love it. What 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 better fortune than that? I mean, to win a Super Bowl and to possibly, you know, to have this top 10 pick, Mike, I, I like it too. Of course, more about Philadelphia. We will talk about in a moment. The Super Bowl was back when Kodak film was a thing. You're right. And you know what, Pete? And I don't, uh, a lot of people around here obviously know, but I don't know if you know, but the, uh, the quarterback, Joe Namath, who did predict that um, that yes. win over the Indian, over the Colts, Baltimore Colts at the time, and Johnny Unitas, Joe, uh, Joe Namath. Joe Namath is just right across the river. He's from right across the river. He doesn't live there anymore, but he is from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, which is literally less than two miles from me right now. Um, but he was, Mike, he was the only Super Bowl winning quarterback in Jets history and may be the only one that ever. I think so, Bowl. too. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to pull one out. Yeah, Joe Flacco's um, farewell tour, you know. Yeah. My man, my man was thinking he didn't have to play. All of a sudden, he has to play. He's like, no, this is not what I signed on. Yeah. I come here just to hold a clipboard and make some money. Yeah. But who's going to hold my clipboard? <laughs> no, coach. My <laughs> eyebrows don't want to go in there. <laughs> also, Mike, uh, Vikings, Vikings have requested to interview Brian Flores. It's uh, it's without a doubt in my mind that, Mike, uh, that Brian Flores yeah. will be somewhere else next season. Unfortunate. Yep. But uh, – you know what he's got to do. What he's got to do. Good for him. Go you make have, your yeah. money, man. Yeah. When you when you when you're a hot commodity, take it while you can, man. Get, get take the promotion and get the pay raise, baby. And finally, the Steelers. I remember I was telling you last week about the kid, like that real big kid. I was telling you about. Yeah. He is in high school now. His name is Dondre Harris, out of Virginia. Seven foot tall, three hundred and eighty pound defensive tackle in high school. Whew. Yeah, I'd put him at the left tackle on the offensive side of the ball. Somebody that big would be nice watching your six. And uh, you know what? The Steelers could just bypass college and go bring him up, stick him at left tackle. You know what? Hey, you know what? They they should be able to. This should be like a European football. We're just going to pluck someone and take, put them into our academy. Right. And, once they're, and once they're of age to play, yeah, you're, you're playing. Well, this Dondre Harris, now he was, I mentioned that he's seven foot tall, 380 pounds in high school. When he was in eighth grade, Mike, he was six foot 10, 450 pounds. So he is Ooh. working on his weight, getting himself in better shape to play. Like oh, I said, yeah. the, the picture of, that I seen of the guy he's playing in he high was, school and this guy that he's blocking look like he, he's look, about up to his waist, basically. Yeah, it looks like he like a like a parent playing with their child. Yes. That's what it big, looked like. Big, big parent playing with their child. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I try, I try and do this to Ryan all the time. I tell him how pretty his lips are, and I just want to kiss him, and he keeps pushing me away. I don't get it. He's like Susie Kohlberg over there. Yeah, you always do. You always tell me how uh, 
pretty my mouth is. That's weird. But uh, let's see. Delicious Joe does lips. what Joe wants. One of my favorite interviews. Yes, absolutely. That was one of my was favorites wild. as well. Joe, Joe, Joe. Nobody ever knows what Joe's up to anymore. He's down no. in Florida somewhere living it up. Every once in a while, you will see him promoting arthritis cream or something of that nature. But uh, like Joe, Joe was old when I was little. Broadway Joe. Yeah, me too. I remember my dad telling me the same exact thing that I just said about three minutes ago. Yeah, he was old when I was a kid. Like yeah. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and James Earl Jones. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're seven, seven foot. Three. Yeah. F that. I wish I was seven foot tall. I, I, maybe six ten. I always wanted to be one of them really big guys like in the NBA. I mean, them guys are so the funny thing about their bodies, uh, that Mike, they're so tall. And when I used to take my son to Cleveland Cavaliers games to see some NBA games, you're just in you're in awe. Yeah. And how tall these guys are. Like they're they they don't seem human sometimes. It's almost yeah, like a, yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to be that tall. Like a Nephilim or whatever them things yeah. are called, or the giants or yeah, these, you know, they're just giant people. They're giant people. I, I wouldn't be like 6'4", 220. Just carved like a Greek god. 6'4", you know? 220, man. That's, that's kind of light, ain't it? 6'4", nah, 220, man. You'd be out there like Calvin Johnson. I'd like to be 6'10". It's like a Fuck, dunk on your head. That's too tall. That's too I would tall. just have your 6'4 ass standing underneath the hoop and I'd just dunk on you all day. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that because I'd be 6'4", 220. Andy Reid, Mike, Andy Reid. I know you love Andy Reid, but I do have to get this little note out here. Andy Reid is, uh, in fact, now the first coach ever to win 10 uh, playoff games in both sides of the bracket, 10, 10 on the uh, NFC side with the Eagles, 10 now on the AFC side with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Mike, I, I, you know, give it to me. Give it to me. One Super Bowl. That's it. You only has one Super Bowl the end of the day you are correct mike you are correct i mean it still remains to be seen what we're gonna see in three weeks it's impressive now. don't get me wrong okay that's impressive yeah i just know that you love him so much and um i, you just, know, I, I don't know and like the... like he has like the same kind of issues that tomlin does like clock management you're like what the hell are you doing why did you do that why aren't you using your timeouts it's like i don't know he, he's a he's a chubbier beardier mike tomlin hmm. interesting also, Mike, we did. We had a couple games. We might have had a couple games that happened this weekend. A we couple talk of about. fun football games. Uh, first game on Saturday was the game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike, the um, hold on, let's check P out real quick before we jump to this. He says, "Was a coach and I was helping around. Wow, he was interviewing for the Bulls, and I was on my way to boot camp. If they were going to talk." You better get rich. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! Sucking those little little, little mm, cramped in and coach. Yeah. Oh my God, his knees had to be over his head, sitting wow. in there. Like Shaquille O'Neal. Sometimes I think about him. And you know what? I I really do. I really think about him. Like at any given point of the day, I could ask myself, I wonder what Shaq's doing right now. Because anything, <laughs> I, I do. Well, and the reason I do that is okay. Let me go back a little bit. I was a big Shaq fan when I was a kid in the '90s. He came out of LSU, played for the Magic. I was just this big Shaq fan, and I just, you know, just you just your brain goes. And we like sports, yeah. but every once in a while, I think just because he's so big, anything that he would do outside of his world would yeah. be an inconvenience to him. And I think to myself, yeah. you know, if he's doing anything, and the guy's constantly moving, he's he's doing an an, an analyst job. He's doing commercials. Mm-hmm. So anything that he would do outside of his home that was prepared for a big person like him it would have to be bizarre and, and yep. uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I do. I think of that every once in a while. Mike thinks that's weird, but that's all right. A little weird. A little weird. But well, we did. We had Mike. I, I thought I thought this was going to be it. The first quarter of the Chiefs game um, in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes comes up lame. Yes. And I thought, hey, this this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. This, this you know. But um, he, he battled it out. He continued to play. Didn't play the greatest game in the world. But you know what? These, these Chiefs are good, Mike. They're, they're a good football team. They're able to get wins even when the yeah. quarterback isn't playing great. And you know what? That takes you back to oh, yeah. when, when Ben's nose was on the side of his face. He was yeah. still able and the team was still able to be good enough to beat their division rival the ravens so he like, he has that fight i love that fight yeah. you see in patrick mahomes this is how you know you're good when you're 22 of 30 190 195 yards two touchdowns zero picks zero sacks not that good of a game that's how yeah. you know you set the bar extremely high i love him 
Uh, he he's one of my favorite court. Like a lot. Of I love him now. Once but, Super Bowl season's over, I won't love him anymore. Oh no! But I I, I I do want them to win it all. Um, his Kermit the Frog voice and his child bearing hips. How, what's not to like about Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> I love his child bearing hips. <laughs> he, he he is the Derek Jeter of right now. If he's yeah. scratching himself, blowing a mm-hmm. bubble, anything of that nature, the camera's yep. going to catch it. And, um, you know, 99% and, of the women are all going to... And, like, uh, you know, everything that he does, Chris Collinsworth says, is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, also, Mike, we're talking about Kansas City's passing game. Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike, he had two catches for 29 yards. Two catches for 29 yards. Uh, he's They were the two most majestic, hard just beautiful catches that you would ever see from a fi- former Pittsburgh Steeler. And that man put his heart and soul into those 29 yards. He was just out there having fun. How how can you hate Juju? I tell you what, he is out there having fun. He's having the same kind of day that uh, Chase Claypool has. Riding those coattails, baby. Yes, absolutely. A couple catches, 20-some yards. Sounds a lot like Claypool. But anyway, let's continue to move on. Mike, this game was a really good game. We uh, you, mm-hmm. you you said it was going to be a uh, close game at first, and then yep. the Chiefs were going to pull away. I thought the Chiefs were going to pull away and it'd become a close game second. However, that wasn't the case. Either one of us were correct. This game was a good game through and yeah. through. The whole way through, you got to watch. You got to watch, and you got to love Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, and it's going to be so weird because one day he's going to sh- he's going to get that haircut. You know what I mean? Because through the course of his career, you, you hope to think he will. And it's going to be so weird seeing him one day. And it's almost going to be like seeing a, a new guy out there, you know? Yeah. Because that hair is so distinctive for him. But this kid here, this Trevor Lawrence, Mike, he is something special. You see it every time he plays. He and you see it in a big game like this in Kansas City, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, you, you got to love. You got to love Trevor Lawrence. I uh, Unfortunately, I've seen him too much because he was out of the ACC. And we played them, you know, many times. Yeah. But uh, this kid here along with your other quarterbacks, your young quarterbacks, your Joe Burrows, your um, Josh Allen, guys like that, this guy will be in the pack, and this is this is your new group. Every The quarterbacks look around the AFC now, Mike, and you kind of, you know, this is the generation. Yeah. The Brady, Ben, uh, Rodgers, Drew Brees, Eli, Peyton, that generation is officially done. Mm-hmm. It's gone. This is your new generation of quarterbacks right here. Take a look around. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe uh, Burrows, Joe Burrows, the guys on the NFC Jalen side Hurts. of the ball, Jalen Hurts, um, you know, the whole way down the list. I mean, there, there's a bunch of them, Mike, but this is this is the new class. I'm excited. It's exciting. I, I can't wait be, to see what they can do. For the next 15 years, these will be the guys that's hoisting a Lombardi trophy at the end of January, oh, beginning of be February, wild. because these are, you know, this is where it's at right here. So yep. if you want to compete, get back into the game like the Steelers do. You know, look, see what's going around because this is this is the future. This is what you're going to be up against for the next 15 years if you're trying to win a championship. Yeah, I, I want to say like that Jacksonville defense, man, to, to, to hold Kansas City to 27 points and to keep this game close. They did a hell of a job. Trevor Lawrence did a hell of a job playing, you know, his first big road playoff game. It, mm, I said it. Jacksonville, they're a year too early. Next year, look out. I can see them next year in the championship game. Absolutely, I can too. <laughs> if he brings back that boss haircut, where oh, that'd be badass. Boss, oh fuck yeah! Just, just don't get boss. all the cheap roids, like you know, boss was. Or was boss was boss in Detroit or was in Seattle? He was. I know it was one of them gray and blue. He was teams in Seattle that... and he got ran over by Bo Jackson, and that just ruined his whole career. Mm. Yeah, Bo Jackson was something. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Mike. <laughs> this guy, and you got to think too, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not a great team. You take uh, Trevor Lawrence out of there and you play that playoff game. It's certainly not a 27-20 football game. You know, no, they got talent. They have talent. They right? have talent. They are an NFL team. But but listen, I mean, if, if this team was riding uh, uh, Zach Wilson, are they are they in the game coming up? Uh, are they no, because Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson sucks. Exactly. This team, I, I like hey, I said, or hey, are, are the Chiefs where they are if Chad Henney's playing? No. But that's not the that's not the narrative we're talking about. I'm talking about the the this guy for one second, Mike. So the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, I do I do see them moving forward and getting better. And you know, you hit the draft, you hit some free agency. This team will oh, yeah. be better moving forward. Um, as far as the Chiefs, uh, Chad Henney, where is Chad Henney anyway? I've heard his name 13 times over the weekend, and I don't he, know why. He's the Chiefs' backup quarterback, man. He was five of seven, 23 yards. Is that what it was down, all about? Baby. Okay. Yeah, that's I what did. it's all. About. Chad Henney is still. 
floating around the league. I love there you go. So Chad Henney could have won the game yesterday, perhaps if if um Patrick would have been out, but good thing that's not the case. And that's scary moving forward, Mike, because you don't want to lose this quarterback if you are the Chiefs moving forward. I think they yeah. have a great opportunity to win the championship this year. However, you got to watch that that leg at uh that could be big. Oh man, their defense, their defense is kind of sus. Uh, I don't taking, trust their I'm defense. Sticking, I'm sticking with the Chiefs on this one. I am solid. Okay, okay. They uh they lose they win the game, <laughs> and this was the first game of the week, and it kind of bled into what we were talking about last week. And I thought, you know what? This is another one of these games. They lose by a touchdown. Let's see how exciting these games are this weekend because we mm-hmm. did talk a little bit of um, you know, some shady business in the NFL. Uh so let's go. Let me go to the next game, like the second game, the second game on Saturday, uh 8-15 game, the Giants, the Eagles. This was a game that you thought was gonna be a pretty good game. No, I said blowout. Uh, you said blowout? I said blowout. I thought the Giants were your team. They were my team, but I knew they were gonna get their asses kicked. Oh. Anyway, somebody thought the Giants were gonna win. They did not win, Mike. The Philadelphia Philly Philadelphia Eagles come out hitting on all cylinders and this team, oh, yeah. you know, who who was kind of <laughs> came off into the playoffs slow they had a tough mm-hmm. road to finish out the year they were facing some injury issues and people were kind of curious how's this going to play out you were sitting around for a week you're are they rusty are they going to come up mike this team came out the exact way you want them to come out oh yeah 38 to 7 against the division team people going on and on you know what they're from the same division they should know one each other know each other pretty well yep. to where this could be a close competitive game i said no from the beginning the giants didn't look like they belonged in this game We've been saying I've been saying the Giants don't belong at this point anyway. Um, Mike, the Eagles win this one. It's it's uh, Giants just weren't ready yet. They were not ready. Uh, Everyone's saying how last week at Minnesota, um, Daniel Jones, all he he's open up the checkbook for him, sign him to whatever contract he wants. He's going to be the guy. He got you here. This game, this is the real Daniel Jones, fifteen to twenty-seven. You know, this is the guy we've seen his entire career. He is not that good of an NFL quarterback. Any team that thinks you can, anyone who thinks you can build around Daniel Jones, you're blind. Yeah. He's a mid quarterback. You have to have a super team around him, a super team. And New York does not have that. They need to go out and find a better quarterback. Hey, New York, Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson opened this team with this coaching staff would be fun to watch. Yeah. I think he would be fun to watch uh, in that AFC. You'd have Lamar, you'd have Allen, and mm, oh, a- NFC East, NFC. You would have Lamar and Jalen Hurts. Excuse me, I jump conference. That would be so much fun to watch. I, I get him, get him, New York. Do what you have to do. If they franchise him, try and trade for him. If they put like that weird tender on him where you have to give up two first round draft picks, do it. Do it, do it. I would get this guy, add him to this team, pick up, find a couple receivers. Look out, this team would be amazing. But the Eagles, I call it, man, that defense is filthy. That defense is nasty. I, mm, I love the Eagles' defense. I hate the Eagles, but I love their defense. Nasty. Those two teams that played on Saturday, Mike, are my Super Bowl picks. I did, I'm going with the uh, Chiefs Ooh, and the Eagles. That would be a damn good Super Bowl to watch. It would be a great Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's just hope that everybody can stay healthy and maybe yes. get to that point, uh, Mike. Uh, we might as well jump to Sunday. Sunday, the first game Sunday, of the day, Sunday, was Sunday. the one that a lot of people were waiting for. It was a game that we didn't get to see from a few um, Monday nights ago, about a month yes. ago. Uh, <laughs> the game that was supposed to be played down in Cincinnati. This time around, the the, uh, the game is played in Buffalo in the mm-hmm. elements. Everyone's excited. The snow. People like to see this come January. And you know what? It didn't disappoint to 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 an extent. Yeah. Um. The Bengals win this game like twenty-seven to ten. You know, get, t- tell me what happened. Why? Why was this game twenty-seven to ten? Bengals defense, man. The, the Bengals defense is damn good. Uh, a lot of people sleep on that defense. Buffalo's defense. You know, they lost a lot of key players throughout the year, and it's not who they were at the first half of the year. And this Bills offensive line. You're at home and it's snowing, and you're only able to get 63 yards rushing. What you you should have been dominating in the trenches. You're at home. That's uh, very disappointing. The whole Bills team played bad. Like I I I don't get it. They hadn't. They couldn't do anything. It, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. It's like they were not ready to play this game. And the Bills, 
the Bills weren't ready to play this game, excuse me, and the Bengals were ready. I think the Bengals, after hearing all this stuff about the, you know, hey, we need the neutral site game, we need all this stuff, and you've heard after the game, Joe Burrow was like, refunds, issue those refunds now. Their coach saying, hey, you know, we just be spoiling all the NFL's plans, all, you know, all the logistics that went into finding neutral site games and everything that's going on for all these contingency plans. Here we are. We just keep winning. I think this team, they, they literally do have the us against them mentality and they took it into this game and they let the bills feel it, feel their disrespect that the league has given them. And everyone has kind of given the Bengals and they took it out on the, on the bills. They, all right. they took out all their anger and frustration on this Buffalo team. This was, the, in fact, the choker bull. <clears throat> this was a bull between two teams that were combined 0-7 and seven in Super Bowls all the way up until this point. 0-7 and seven, all the way up until as, as, mm-hmm. as late as last season with the Bengals. Until either one of these teams were able to complete a season where they are the champions at the end. I will not take them, teams. This team is still the Bungles. And you know what? They've had times before where they had mm-hmm. many great players and, and, and great um, things were supposed to go well for them. However, I don't know what it is about this franchise. If they do win the Super Bowl, which I think that I, I – you know what? In the back of my mind, I do because you want this to strengthen the AFC North, of course. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to yeah. say, well, it's just the Steelers and the Ravens. At some point, somebody has to win a Super Bowl other than us, too. Yeah. I, I For that matter, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bengals win. Um, but you know what? Like I said, they either one of these teams have won nothing yet. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. And as P just came through on his uh, on his last comment, yes. like, Bills are the master of choke. They are. And I, I will stand by that until one of these two teams <clears throat> hoist that trophy over the head. The the team that the bank, the Bills brought in the early 90s should have won the Super Bowls. They had they were stacked. This team was a team like you were watching yesterday. It's just stacked full of players. They just couldn't get it done. You know what? If you're wearing those two uniforms, you've never gotten it done since day one. So you're, it's going to be you got to convince people that, that you are going to be able to get to that point, get over that hump. And um, you know what? The Bills are out. The Bills were a heavy favorite all year long. Like you said, they were dealing with injuries. Uh, going mm-hmm. into this game and all the way up until this point. So, you know, okay, we could throw that in there. But you know what? Let's watch these Bengals. It's going to be interesting next week because, like you had said, the Chiefs have never beat this Bengals team. Joe Burrow is, what, 3-0? Yes. 3-0 against the Chiefs. That's very interesting. And to me, that is going to be one of two things. Mike, it's going to be the Steelers-Patriots uh, situation, and the Bengals will continue to dominate them and people say all the time it's like well how does this happen how the chiefs are good how does this Bengals team keep beating us we can't beat them the same way that the new england they just had our number maybe they have the chiefs number or um maybe they they're due and after three straight losses to joe burrow maybe kc will win this next game like i mentioned earlier in the show my kansas city is my team from the asc so that's where i am leaning but that again is only because these teams are losers and and i've never ever once ever got to say that they are not losers so that Mike is where I'm at, and um, you think the Bengals are going to win next week? Uh, early prediction, yeah, I think they will. I think their defense is good enough to stop that um, Kansas City offense, and the Bengals can run the ball, man. People forget that they look at Joe Burr out there being all cool and slick and pregame warmups and unflappable in those key moments. They look at Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. You forget about little old Joe Mixon back there who if they would have ran him in the Super Bowl on that key key down, I think they win last year. I think they win. They pick up the first down. You know, since he can run the ball, and you need that. You need to be able to control the clock. So I think they, they'll be able to keep the ball away from Mahomes long enough. And they, they beat him last year, and so it's hard. And I think the Bengals improved more than the, the Chiefs did. I think that's what's going to hurt the Bengals the most, the fact that they beat the Chiefs three times. Because now the Chiefs go back and watch tape, and they not only get a halftime to make adjustments, now you have three games. You have three games. Let's find the consistent things that they did to beat us. Let's find the things that we struggled down the stretch with this team. Let's go in and we – and I think, fortunately for the Chiefs, that plays to their advantage to where now the Bengals have to kind of guess what the Chiefs are going to do. And, yes, they're going to switch things up, of course, but – they are going to have to try to figure out the Chiefs all over again because obviously the Chiefs is not going to bring the game plan that they brought for games one, two, and three against Joe Burrow. You, you wouldn't think, right? 
you wouldn't think, but you know, the Bengals are also going, okay, well, they're going to have to figure out a way to stop us. They haven't yet. And then we can add new wrinkles in that they haven't seen. It's going to be an interesting chess match between these two coaches and staffs to see what new wrinkles are going to be added. How are they going to shut down? How are they going to shut down Travis Kelsey for the Bengals? How are they going to shut down? And how are the Chiefs going to shut down Jamar Chase? Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. It certainly is. And we played. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, yeah. Burrow does have that pimp fashion. I, I am here for it. He is like the coolest cat in the world. I want to be Joe I don't for like a that. day. I see this nerd. This nerd. You know what he I mean? He is a nerd. You the see nerd, these nerds when you're in high school. You see these nerds when you're at the mall. I, I just can't. I, I can't buy into the, the whole hipster but that, nerd that's just thing he's he is, doing. He's just a weird guy, and he embraces it. I I, I like Joe Burr. He, he, he might be my favorite quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> And then I like to think this, Mike, when you go back to the Bengals and the Bills, you know, you think of how your team fared. And, you know, we could again, we could throw the whole same division thing. And, and of course, you know, that, that does play a mm-hmm. role. But you win one game, you lose the other game by seven against the Bills, and then the Buff or against the Bengals, I'm sorry. And then the Buffalo Bills come and they destroy you. It's like you wasn't even supposed to be on yeah. the same field as this team. Um, and it's the same thing the Kansas City Chiefs did to us in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's going to be a hell of a game. No two ways about it. Don't I get me wait. wrong. Do, do all my, my saying it's going to be straight cut Kansas City wins. Ain't no yeah. way in hell. This game will have a miracle ending. This game will have a final drive play. This game will be one of the best games of the season, Mike, because of everything that's gone on and yeah. led to this point between the two teams. It's going to be amazing football next weekend, Mike. I, I think it might be better than the better than the Super Bowl. You know, not what like the, like like this game is like the Super Bowl, like the only game that matters. The team who's going to win is going to be in this game. No, I think it, it might just be a better game than the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this: Can let's just say that I mean it's either the Philadelphia Eagles or the 49ers in the NFC? Does this Bills team or or this Bengals team? I'm sorry, is this Bengals team strong enough to beat KC and then either Philadelphia or San Francisco? I think, I think they are. I think they are. Who's the is there a team like out of these four that you don't see? Because like I said, at this point, all every game is going to be is, is going to be extremely competitive mm-hmm. between the 49ers, between the Bengals, between Kansas City, and between the Eagles. Is any of these four teams to you not strong enough to make it through the gauntlet of who they're playing this week and who they could possibly be playing in the uh, Super Bowl? Uh, San Francisco, because uh, we started to see it we'll get there in a second, but I think we started to see it just a little bit that Brock Purdy's just not. I'm not saying he's not the guy. I think it might just be too much for a rookie right now to win the NFC Championship and then win the Super Bowl. I think we're starting to see his play just tinker off just a little bit. Yeah, I agree, Mike. I would have to say it would be, it would be San Francisco as well. I um, I, I have friends that, that like San Fran. I, You know what? Good for you guys. Do, I hope they do well for you. But for me personally, this is a team that could tie the Steelers in an overall Super Bowl uh, win thing, which is they very petty, which is very, oh, very, yinzer, very petty. But you know what? That is me. I'm very, I'm a very petty yinzer, and it is uh, something to me. And I don't want San Francisco to win the Super Bowl for that reason. And Mike and I, I do agree with you. Out of the that. four teams, they would be the team that wouldn't be able to. They, they would probably fare the least best. Yeah. And the gauntlet remaining to get that uh, Lombardi. Real quick, yeah, the Panthers do look like they are trying to stay bad forever. I don't know what they're mm. doing down there. Speaking of no, knowing what they're doing. We talk about the Dallas Cowboys. For Finally, yes, yes. The Dallas Cowboys, Mike, <laughs> this game. I tell you what, this game had it all. It had the missed field goals. It had Ray Ray McLeod uh, dropping, um, you know, valuable, giving a valuable field a position on yeah. a punt return fumble. The uh, the play to finish up the game is something that you see maybe once in a lifetime. The, greatest, the worst play in NFL history. And since the Cowboys did it, it is the greatest play <laughs> in NFL history. That's them boys. Number one, baby. Yes, them boys are heading to that couch, baby. I love it. Dallas is out. You know what? Being a Steeler fan for many reasons, this is a great thing. We hate Dallas. We hate the Cowboys. Glad to see them out. Glad they can't yeah. get a sixth Super Bowl. And you know what? Seeing them stupid stars not being out there anymore, it makes it a little bit more worth watching. Like, like who, who thought that this play design of let's have – Zeke Elliott line up at center and everyone else is spread out and we're going to snap it to our quarterback. And finally, like a team who the Niners were smart, they saw this and they was like, all right, we're just going to run over the center. We're going to run over Zeke. And they did. And that forced Dak to throw a quick slant across the middle to a of a guy field. covered by 10 people. 
Yeah, and that dude just gets walloped. As soon as the ball was released, the Niners defender, I can't remember who it was, come flying out of nowhere and just killed this guy. Most teams would be like, oh, no, oh, no, what are they going to do? This Niners defense like, nah, we no, we're, we're ending this game right here and now, and I loved every second of it because the Dallas Cowboys did the worst play call in NFL history. I love it. Thank you, Cowboys. You know, Mike, that play... I don't exactly have the 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 formation in my in front of me, but it seemed that they had about four four or five receiver four or five people at the top of the screen. Yes, at the bottom of the screen there was about four or five four people. There was the yes. quarterback, and there was Zeke snapping the ball. They snapped the ball, like you said, Zeke gets ran over. Mm-hmm. This pow of players doesn't move at the top of the screen. They're no. watching. The no, people at the bottom game. of the screen doesn't move except for one or two guys. And the one guy that made the that ran a slant that got hit with the pass was basically covered by 10 guys in, in prevent yeah. defense. I can't for the life of me even begin to think what the thought process was, Mike, when drawing up this play. No, like like you said, no one really moved towards where the ball was being. They all thrown. just no watched it. They all yeah, just like, watched Zeke get hit. Yeah, everyone watched him get blown up and then like they didn't know what to do. No one like what did they think? Like they're going to throw that pass. Everyone's going to come down and block for Zeke. And then people are going to run behind for the hook and lateral. I, I don't get it. There was no there hook was and lateral there. guy. There was no, you know, there was no, no, no sec- one moved. No one moved. I I'm, I'm stu- I'm stumped. Like if they were going to run behind the O line, why not throw it to the top where everyone was? That made no, no sense to me whatsoever. And I love it. I love it. I love it. You know Game what? These on two the teams- line, you need a touchdown. No timeouts left. Five seconds left. You throw a nine-yard slant. I love it. You know, watching these two teams play, it brings back memories because, yes, during the 80s, 90s, these teams went at it constantly and seeing them two uniforms, them two logos, you do, there, there's a nostalgia to it. I do enjoy that. I, But uh, there's nothing more that I like that I enjoyed than seeing the Dallas Cowboys yes. getting knocked out of the playoffs. Like, it wasn't a bad game. It started out 3 uh, nothing, San Fran, and then Dallas scored, and the dude got his field goal blocks. Uh-huh. I mean, that how many times in the past two weeks this guy hasn't oh. been able to convert an extra point? That thing was going wide wide yeah. left from so, the kick so then it's six six nine six i like these kind of games i like the games where every point is very valuable it reminds me a lot of steelers it reminds me a lot of afc north a lot of steelers ravens games things like that uh-huh. i did enjoy this game overall like i said because there was a lot of nostalgia i thought it was a great played game I and mean, some people would say it was boring but you know what that's fine i think uh this game like was very good and with the 49ers moving on now let's just look at our bracket real quick san francisco mm-hmm. 49ers are going to philadelphia so you got the 49ers going to philly to play jalen yes. hurts in the eagles and then um over, obviously back on the afc side of things you have the cincinnati Bengals traveling to kansas city to play an arrowhead against patrick mahomes and the chiefs mike i think this is pound for pound one of the best championship weekends that we've seen overall in a while Oh, it's going to be a great weekend. I, I can't wait. I It's going to be amazing football being played. You have three of the better quarterbacks in the league and then Brock Purdy, <laughs> which yeah, my man, he's undefeated. Love he's it. the late season it? Ben Roethlisberger. It's exactly. Who'd, who'd, who'd yeah. Thought? And I, I just think his play this week left a lot to be desired. Um, Mike, do you but, think he's going to be a big guy down the road like Ben ultimately ended up being? Or do you think that this this fun run is going to sizzle and he's going to someday come back down to mediocrity? I think I think he's going to... Hmm. Say he doesn't have all the talent that San Fran has. Say he doesn't have the defense that San Fran has and he goes somewhere and they try to build a team around him. Do you think that this guy falls off or do you think he will excel his whole entire career, which I is almost impossible excel. to say at this point. But uh you believe he will excel? I don't know what happened to Mike. I think I lost Mike. Um Oh, there he is. He's back. There, Yeah, there's things going on with my computer right now. So sorry about that. Yeah, no, I don't so know you, what happened right there. So you do like, you think Brock Party is going to be the real deal? I, um I think he'll be a, uh say, like a top 15, top 20 quarterback. Okay. But I, if he stays on this team, they keep surrounding him by talent. I think he'll perform really well. I think he'll. Yeah. You're, you're seeing the talent there, but if can he keep pushing it forward? And what does that do for Trey Lance? Uh, I think Trey Lance. He was going to be. He didn't play that well anyway before he got hurt. So I think right. he's done. I think he was a. He's he's a bust. He, okay. he feels like a bust. Um, 
Garoppolo. Wouldn't it surprise me if they move on from him? No, damn. Yeah, yeah you are sending Purdy to Arizona already. <laughs> hey, Arizona could use him. If anybody could use a good good quarterback, it would be Arizona. Oh my God, you sending Purdy already to purgatory. So, Mike, Eve, we did. Ryan's evil. So, Mike, you and I tied uh, the Jacksonville and the Kansas City game. You and Oops. I both picked that game. You and I both picked the Eagles in the Giants game. Mm-hmm. Also, the two games on Sunday, Mike, we both picked opposite. You picked the Bengals. I picked the Bills. I picked the Niners. You picked the Cowboys, which means only one thing. The most exciting part of, part, part of sports ever is the infamous kick or the uh, coin, coin toss. toss. Is it a nickel? Or do we, it's a nickel. Finally, it's a nickel. P, we're still poor. We're still poor. Matter <laughs> of fact, P, this is the first nickel we made on this show. I, I, I kid you not. This particular physical nickel right here. Is the first quarter. You know, you see people with their dollar in the background. We got a nickel. We got a nickel. So here we go. The biggest part <laughs> of the day for us, for sure. Mike, do you want heads or do you want tails on this nickel? Oh, tails. Baby, tails never fails. All right. So if Mike, if it lands on tails, Mike, you do win this week's competition in the picks. Or if it lands on heads, uh, I win. Ready? Ready. Set. Go. Go. What the in the go down in the crotch of my pants? Let me do it again. What kind of clusterfuck do you have going on? All right, hold on, (laughs) hold on, asshole. This is some great, great podcasting right here. This is on heads, it did land on heads. Okay, I'll take your word for it. If you can see that, I don't know if you can or not. I can't see it. The camera's not after that. My god, Pete, I don't know. Uh, yeah, when you know, you try try to catch it and it falls down the crotch of your pants. Anyway, so, all right, yeah, so I did, I win this one, Mike. I did win this one. We have a couple weeks left. The game is rigged. It is rigged, P. Thank you very much. Did you see that? It is rigged. Hashtag NFL rigged. Hashtag two dumb users coin toss rigged. uh, Yeah, maybe I, (laughs) you know, people say they're too uncoordinated to play football. I'm too uncoordinated to, to to flip the coin. You are. Mike, you want to do a quick trivia before we take off for today? Sure, why not? All right, here we go again. Super Bowl, Super Bowl questions. Everybody play at home. P, uh, add your input. This question of the day is a Super Bowl question. Here we go. Which cowboy had his helmet stolen at the Super Bowl in 1994? Which cowboy had his helmet stolen at the Super Bowl in 1994? And go. Hmm. Wasn't it Emmett Smith? I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Three weeks later, someone gets a hold of the Cowboys saying they know where the helmet is. The Cowboys told the person, if you return it, we won't ask no questions. The helmet was returned. No questions was asked. And uh, that was the story of the stolen helmet from the Super Bowl in 1994. Huh. Who do you like, Mike? You think it's... Um, I'll go with Emmett. Emmett yeah, like Pete. Sounds like something Michael Urban would do. It does sound like something. And you know what? You made the Coke comment earlier about Dallas. It sounds like yes. something else that Emmett or that uh, Mike Orvin, I'm sorry, Mike Orvin would have done. But Heck so yeah, Mike, man. Mike, you have the um you have Emmett Smith P, you have Michael Irvin. Irvin. Is that your final picks? Yes. All right, let me get you locked in. Lock it in. Locked into place. Here we go. Which cowboy had his helmet stolen at the Super Bowl in nineteen ninety four? Mike says Emmett Smith. P says Michael Irvin. The answer is Mike. You are correct. The answer right. was it was Emmett Smith. It was missing for three weeks. Somebody contacted the team. We know where it's at. No questions asked. If you return it and it was returned, that person could have either kept the helmet for the rest of their yeah. life and said I kept Emmett Smith's Super Bowl helmet, or do the other thing and turn it in. And uh, you know what? It all worked out at the end. At least he didn't get a steak dinner out of the, yeah. uh, the whole thing. Boy. Um, but, Mike, why don't you go and tell everybody about the website? Tutumyinters.com. Head on over there. We have links to everything that we are on. YouTube, Spotify, 
Anchor. Uh, there's Facebook links. There's Instagram links. There's Twitter links. There's merchandise store links. Everything you need at 2 That's the number 2, D-U-M-Y-I-N-Z-E-R-S.com. There you go. Go check it out, everybody. www.2dumbyinsers.com. Also, I reached, uh, we are on every day, Monday through Friday, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, all week long. Please keep, uh, we hope that you continue to continue to check us out. We appreciate each and every one of you. And the show that we do every day gets uploaded that evening over on Spotify. So if you just want to listen to the show, only have an opportunity to listen, not watch, you could always go to Spotify tonight to see this show be uploaded tonight. And that is what we do every day. So pretty easy to keep track of. Yes, um, Mike, do you have anything before we take off, man? Um, yeah, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. And there you go, everybody. We will be back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, plenty of stuff, plenty of stuff to talk about, Mike. It's it's overflowing here. We had to get everything in. We got in our Monday work, and uh, we're, yes. we're kicking ass, getting ready to get in, get into this week. So, hey, we do appreciate everybody once again for checking us out. Uh, for Mike, Ryan, the two dumb users, see you tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> no, 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 no.